Hey, how are you everyone? It's a pretty crazy time in the world right now and I think more than ever people can probably do with a bit of help and inspiration and encouragement in our relationships right now. This uh, this podcast is about, I'm going to call it, Hey Virus, Keep Your Hands Off My Marriage. So um, I'll just play the theme song and I'll be right back. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. I've been consulting in a very large organization in the travel industry for about a year now and a few days ago we had a very nervous day. Um, We were all waiting for uh, an announcement from the company on who was or whether who was going to be let go and and how many and, and which people and so we waited all day because it took the whole day for um for them to work it out. I mean um, everybody's scrambling um, to make decisions in their businesses really fast at the moment and keep their business afloat. And it was like that. I mean, they literally didn't have enough information in the morning to decide, uh, and they worked on it through the day. Uh, and so um, everybody was pretty nervous, and it was pretty hard to concentrate. And um, somebody was trying to lighten the mood. With I mean, most people were trying to lighten the mood with some jokes. Uh, and one person was was bringing up, this um, this article they saw, where a divorce divorce lawyer um, was quoted in a paper as saying that um, the 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 pandemic is going to increase the divorce rate. It's going to bring about a huge spike in divorces, and um, and the article was saying that it's that that opinion has come out of seeing what's been happening in China, where um, obviously they were the um, the first ones to go through it and my apologies if the sound um, has changed I uh, was in the middle of recording and Josh got home so I had to move now I'm sitting in the wardrobe anyway uh, so back to the story and little did this guy know at uh, where I was working that his innocent little joke comment to try and ease some tension on today was going to turn into a big uh, well, podcast in response, really, but um, yeah, little little do people know how crazy obsessed I am about marriage and good relationships, and I just it bugs me when jokes are made like that. No offense to anybody who makes jokes like that, because it's, it's normal, it's part of the culture, and that's why our company is called No Myth Marriages because there's a whole bunch of myths about game overboard and chain and all that sort of stuff. But the the myths really bug me because people believe them, and then when they see evidence of them, they go, oh. See, everyone's right. It is a ball and chain when you're married. You don't have any more fun anymore and all that sort of stuff. And I just, I feel like uh, I need to put um, an uh, an opposite to that out there because um, I think it needs to be disagreed with. So um, when he was saying this, I just felt so sad that it was another, you know, it made a big article that reinforced this, this whole thing about when you spend time together in marriage, it's not a good idea, and that people laugh and 
identify with it and think it's funny. And you know, it's um, it's important to remember that in China, most couples live with their in-laws, and the number one cause of divorce in China is trouble with in-laws, and that's because they're spending time um in in the same house together too much. I mean, for you know, I say that easily, being of a different culture, and I'm not lived with my in-laws while I've been married so I don't have that um, well I don't, haven't had to do that but I do think that it would be difficult um, and um, when you're at home a lot because you're confined to your house and the army's outside making sure you don't leave um, you're you're even more in their face and you're in each other's face and so I'm not surprised that they had a really high divorce rate in China when they are facing that at their home um, and they can't get out and escape <laughs> um, so but um, I think that if you're in self-isolation um, or in any way confined to the house, um, this podcast may help you avoid divorce. Uh, Josh and I, uh, we started self-isolating a little bit before um, the government mandated mandatory uh, isolation at home. And so we had a bit of an early start and the, the, you know, both our girls were a little bit sniffly and, and one of them had a cough and we just thought oh, it was just not a good idea to bring them to um, kindy and daycare so we, we kept them home and um, we were all home working from home and so um, even on the first couple of days uh, we we had some, some trouble, we, we blew up at each other, we got angry at each other and the funny thing about it is you know we were in all the, in all the circumstances we were both right, he had a right to be angry about whatever was happening and I did too there was no winning and and there was no wrong no one was wrong um, and so the arguments that we were having were um, were not going to be solved by by one of us proving that we were right um, which is pretty much generally the case by the way um, and so you know we were definitely feeling it um, being a pilot of course has his uh, job is very much in the balance because of all of the um, uh, airlines just cutting costs left, right and centre. They're definitely shedding their staff and um, there's just not the income coming in. Nobody's travelling. And so um, I had to remind myself the reason that we're being picky with each other and particularly why Josh is, is quite understandably irritable right now is uh, is that he's worried about providing for his family. Um, and I'm worried about getting my family what they need. Will we will we be able to get fruit? Will we run out of flour? Uh, what, what if I can't cook? You know the meals that I know the kids eat, and we have to cook meals that we know they don't eat, and then they just don't eat their meals. Like there's some serious, well, some legitimate concerns. Maybe not serious, um, considering what other people have to go through. Um, and so we both have these psychological effects on you know that are going on around us, and it's not. Um, even if we were at home for other reasons, um, the the effects are exacerbating because of this pressure and this, this uncertainty that everybody's going through. And, and in fact, I'd say the whole world is is reasonably stressed right now, and so we're not alone. But I think we have to remember that there is uh, an unprecedented and unusual circumstance around this that makes things harder. And so, you know, if even only just being aware of that helps you to just look at things from a Say from a bird's eye view, and and understand that this is not for always, and also that it is a stressful time, and just be a bit understanding with each other. I think that can go a long way. 
Um, but I just have a few tips. So these things might help us get through it and have definitely been things I've been reminding myself and going back to to, to get through this time. Um, days go up and down, but I'm just saying when we have arguments and when things get difficult. And the first one is just to remember the vision that you have for your marriage. We all have different visions for our marriage. We might have gotten re- married for one reason or other that's different to somebody else. But the main thing is that we got married thinking it's forever, right? We don't marry someone thinking, oh, we'll just marry them for a year or two, see how it goes, and then maybe we'll find someone else. Because that's the whole point. Marriage is a commitment forever. Till death do I part. Till death do we part. I mean, till death do us part. <laughs> it's been a while ago. <laughs> anyway, you get married thinking it's forever. That's the plan, right? And remember that. You know, we're not, we're going through thick and thin. This is probably one of those um, thin times, if you call it that, where we we are really um, putting pressure on ourselves and having pressure put on ourselves. And it's um, it's not going to go on forever. And the second thing is that I really have been, and I really recommend doing this, is get, get good at saying sorry. Like when I was little, and I had to eat the boiled spinach if I wanted dessert. It's not that hard. It's a little bit unpleasant, but you know, you just do it for the benefits of it. And it's the same with saying sorry. You just, even if you feel like you have to swallow a big lump to say it, you know, if, if it's really hard for you to do, just do it anyway, and just see the results. And it just is a, a magical, magical word that just diffuses the anger um, and puts it aside. And if it doesn't, then it's because you haven't been saying it enough. And if you practice it more often and the other person sees that you're being genuine about it, it, it will work. And so it's just a, a magical plaster for everything, and it, um, it starts the healing process. I really um, can't recommend it enough. Um, and the third thing I'd say is that when you go through a change in your in your home life, things need redigging. And so when I started um, my business a few years ago, I started a business where I worked from home all day, um, Josh would go out flying for the day um, back when he was flying domestically and he was generally home in the evening and he would come home and the dishes weren't done and he would say, why aren't the dishes done? You've been home all day. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing my nine till five. And then after I finished work for the day, then I will do the dishes. Um, and so, you know, he wouldn't expect, have expected the dishes to be done when I got home from work if I was out, of course, naturally, but it changed. And so um, this is just a small example of the things and the expectations and the um, the scenarios that surround our living life, just day-to-day chores and things that change in our minds when we're when we're at home, and so um, sometimes these changes are what cause the arguments because we haven't planned for this, we haven't come to a resolution on who's going to do what and what the day's going to look like, and it just sort of happens by default, and one or other of us gets um, offended at one or the other things that are happening. But we, but it's hard because this is short term. It's not like, okay, well, this is going to be like this for the next six months. So let's put some things in place because we're all thinking it might only be two or three weeks, four weeks, and then we'll be back to what we were before. And so why should we even make an effort? You know, do we even make a plan? Um, and I would say it's worth in the short term if there are a couple of things that keep keep coming up that keep bothering you, by all means, just talk about them, come up with another plan to resolve those problems. Um, and because that my fourth point is that when we're getting annoyed at people and when we're getting annoyed at our spouse, it's because this is an alert. This annoyance, it's just an alert. It's not saying I don't love them anymore, I don't like them anymore. It's saying there's a problem to be solved or to be understood. 
Um, you know, and maybe it is worry about not being able to get toilet paper or being able to get certain foods. Maybe it's the need to establish a pattern and plan activities with the kids because you're not used to having to do that so much. Um, if you're only home with them a couple of days of the week, you just kind of play it by ear and you enjoy your time together. But when you're every day um, in the same house, you've got to maybe put the more structure in place. Um, if you um, if you want to be analytical, Josh and I are a bit analytical. Um, when I used to take the kids to play centre, we had an end of day meeting each day and we'd talk about all the things um, that we did and we'd make a plan for the activities that we would do the next time we got together. And um, that's kind of how Josh and I have been looking at uh, what we do with the kids. At, at night we go, oh yeah, that worked well and they were happy about this and that. And then we say, okay, well let's do this activity tomorrow and, um, and think of things that we can keep them occupied with. So if that helps, that might be one. That might be one as well. And, and a bit of understanding too because um, you know, our older daughter, she misses kindy. She wants to be around her friends and she is making sure that we know it. <laughs> she, um, it is, she is getting a bit stroppy and the younger one, she's loving having us at home and, um, and never had so much fun with her. So, um, you know, the, the understanding that you can have from, from, for both of them as well and, and the understanding of each other. Um, what, what we're going through, what we're thinking, what we're stressing about is, uh, is huge as well. So I hope that helps. Don't let this virus take your marriage. I'm sure you won't, uh, especially now that you know um, all of these tips and you know what to think about and, and that you're practicing saying sorry. I really appreciate you for listening. I hope I hope that during this time uh, things, then things do go well and I um, hope that you just have some inspiration there and Feel encouraged just to get through this. Make it an opportunity to bring yourself closer together. Whenever you overcome a problem, it brings you closer together. So overcome some some problems here. Um, develop more intimacy. And um, I wish you all the best. Until next time, thanks for listening. Really appreciate you. I'll talk to you again soon. I'm sorry, that sound was not so good, was it? I have learnt from my mistake, I've worked out what I did wrong, and I won't do it again. I just wanted to add a little bit about that that, that section I was talking about, about saying sorry. And I wonder if some of you might be listening to that and thinking, hang on, you were talking about, in your intro, you were saying that we can have a better relationship without becoming a doormat. And that sounds to me a little bit too much like becoming a doormat, like saying sorry just because you want, you know, eating the spinach just so you can get the dessert. Um, that's not what I mean here. And I really want to go into more detail on this because I think this is really key. I think you can be an Arnold Schwarzenegger type sorry sayer uh, an Angelina Jolie sorry sayer you know someone who's really confident who's really um, desirable and um, and can say sorry without looking like a doormat and and um, so I'm going to go into a bit more detail about that a lot more detail about that in the next podcast so until then stay safe I'll talk to you again then <laughs>